Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. That particular passage, let me just say that one more time. It says, uh, this is the psalmist saying, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. So in other words, the words affect meditation. So let me, let me put it another way. What you say affects what you think. Or how you think. Because words are important. What you hear is vitally important to your walk and your understanding. Now in Romans uh, chapter 10 verse 17 it says, faith comes by Faith comes by, faith comes by, and hearing, faith comes by hearing. So if you're hearing the right things, then your faith should be increased. But if you're hearing the wrong things, then it's going to be diametrically opposed to your faith, which is going to lead you into unbelief. Faith comes by hearing. So let me break it down a little bit uh, uh, deeper with, with, with this statement. Even negative faith. Fear comes by hearing. Unbelief comes by hearing. What are you saying to yourself? Faith comes by hearing. Words are filled with creative power. Words are filled with created power. Let me give you some more scripture on this. King Solomon, he said this over there in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Check this out. Everybody knows this passage. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So right there, it tells you that your words are not idle. Your words are either going to encourage somebody or complain about somebody. Your words are either going to be loving or hateful. Your words are either going to complain or compliment. You're either going to bring life or you're going to bring death based on what you say. Words are important. I don't believe the adage that says sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie I have ever heard in my life. I would just tell you, just hit me upside the head with a stick because my head will heal, but just don't cut me with your words. Some of you are living in negative words that you heard in your past right now. And you're operating out of those parameters because what you heard, you develop faith in. I'm walking slow. I'm not trying to preach today. I just want to teach because it's going to be vitally important to your blessings in 2017 based on what you speak. As a matter of fact, let me tell you how awesome it is about the creative power of the word of God. Check this scripture here out. And I made sure I put them on my PowerPoint so that you can see these. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. A lot of people are asking, well, how was the universe created? Uh, I don't believe in macroevolution, first of all. I don't believe in the Big Bang. Uh, I don't believe that we just, boop, we popped up. The Bible tells us how the universe was created. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. That's simple. 
The word of God. God spoke a word and the universe came to be. Words are creative. God is created with his words and he filled us with his word. Jesus. So therefore, what we speak, we create. So that what is seen was not made out of the things that are visible. So in other words, saints of God, you can speak something into existence that had never existed before. All right, let me just share this with you then, because y'all don't seem too excited about it. Must be speaking negative words, so we're going to have to stop that mess. Amen. So let me, let me just give you this one. Let me just give you this one. Something that I, as I began to look at the sounds and different things, every, every species pretty much communicates through sound. Think about that for a second. Every species pretty much communicates by sound. Even a part of whales, they whistle. They give certain sounds in the ocean. Sharks give certain sonar sounds in the ocean. Tigers give this rough growl, lions growl, dogs bark, cats are just not necessary. <laughs> My bad, I'm just not a cat lover. So, so you know what I'm saying? So they all communicate by sound. All of those species communicate by sound. But isn't it interesting that the human species is the only species that communicates particularly with words? Now, you might have a parrot. A parrot is just imitating. He's not really learning anything. Yes. He can only imitate. But we can learn. We have the ability to learn. Why? Because God blew in the original man the breath of nephesh, the breath of life, the breath of zoe, or zoe, some people say. So, in other words, God created a little clay man that had nothing going on with it. It was dead. It was lifeless. And he blew into his nostrils his life, his substance. So in other words, when you got saved, God blew into your spirit, his spirit. So that the same creative power that God used to create the universe is the same creative power that God placed inside of every individual that calls themselves a believer. So as he created the universe, you get the ability to create in the universe. You guys getting this? Okay. All right. Let me tell you what Mandela said. Because a lot of times you won't understand how important words are until you can't talk. This is what Nelson Mandela said. You know, he was fought uh, apartheid in South Africa and stayed in prison for nearly three decades. Check this out. He said, it is never my custom to use words lightly. If 27 years in prison have done anything to us, it was to use the silence of solitude to make us understand how precious words are and how real speech is in its impact on the way people live or die. So in other words, Mandela says, I understood how precious words were when I couldn't talk to anybody. So when you can't talk to anybody, the only words you hear are words from yourself. So what kind of words are you speaking to yourself? 
when nobody else is around, you in your own little prison, nobody's calling you, then what are you speaking to yourself? <laughs> okay, let me give you some more. I'm going to keep digging. Hopefully something is set, and I'm going to throw it on the wall and see what sticks. This is what Jesus says. But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. Boy, if that should that that right there don't motivate you to figure out what I'm saying, nothing else will. You will be judged for every word you have spoken on this earth. Boy, I don't know if you ever seen that text before, but boy, it was right there in the Bible. So every idol, every word, every good word and bad word, you will be judged for. Did you know that? Every careless word, for by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. Therefore, saints of God, it's not all about what somebody else is saying. It's what you're saying to yourself. By your words, you will be acquitted. By your words, you will be condemned. And by the way, who are you listening to in the first place? Amen. You know, that was one of the detriments of uh, the first family. They started listening to somebody else that they shouldn't have been listening to. Hello, somebody. So the woman stood there and listened to this demonic being, this Satan, uh, that began to speak to the woman about what God said. The devil cannot talk to me about what God said. Don't ever allow the devil to question you about what God said. He's always going to twist it. He's always going to turn it. He's always going to pervert it. What God said. The devil knows what God said better than what what we do. And the devil questioned the first family like he's questioning us today. Did God really say that? Did God really say that you couldn't fornicate? Did God really say that you, I couldn't, I can't hang out with this woman like this because I'm not married to her? Yes, he said it. Did God really say I'm a man, I can't marry another man? Yes. He said it. Now, I can show you several places. I can start off right there in the book of Romans and talk about a reprobated mind that I can take you to Galatians, Ephesians. I can take you to Philippians, and I can take you to Leviticus, and I can show you it's there. It hadn't changed over 2,000 years. Man is trying to change it to make the message soft. But when you got preachers that are more interested in being politically correct than being powerful for God, then they're going to say what they think that the people sitting in the seats wants to hear. You got to hit your ears so that your emotions will be tantalized. I am not here to tantalize your emotions. I'm here to teach. I am here to feed the flock of God. The Bible says over there in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, he said, I will give you shepherds. I will give you pastors after my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And one of the detriments as to why I wrote this book about mixture is we got too much stuff mixing in the body of Christ. And people don't know what's light, what's dark, what's righteous, what's wrong, what's right or wrong, what's righteous, and what's not. And you say, I don't even know. I mean, is that, is that right or wrong? No, it's wrong. You're wrong. You know you're wrong. I'm not going to soften up the message just so you can feel good in your sin. Oh, if you're sinning, you're sinning. 
As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the way I live should convict people who don't live the way I do. And then I'm going to soften up the message? No, no, I'm not. Matter of fact, it's going to get harder. Why? Because if my lifestyle don't convict somebody that's not saved, then I must not be living it. No, pastor, I just, <laughs> I just want to be friends with everybody. <laughs> okay. You want to be friends? But let me tell you something. Sometimes you can't be friendly with people. All right, pastor, you said the wrong thing. It's supposed to be loving. I, you know, Jesus called people snakes and dogs. And that was Jesus. Now, I'm calling people snakes and dogs, but I'm just saying. But if you look like a duck and <laughs> quack like a duck, then it must be a chicken. So Richard called me or he texted me and we were, he was studying some stuff and he kind of got my mind all. I wasn't ready for it. I was doing something else. And then he kind of got me on the word. And when you get in the word, you can't get out of the word. And so he took me to the book of Ecclesiastes, and I want you to go there with me because he was, God was sharing some stuff with him about something, but then God began to show me something out of the same text. So let's go to Ecclesiastes. I didn't put it on the slide because I wanted you to see it in your Bible so you can mark it. Uh, go to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter uh, 5, verse 4. Ecclesiastes is right after Proverbs. So go to Proverbs and turn right to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 5. And before we go there, let's pray for my wife. Boy, she's been, this little cough has been getting her. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much, Lord, for my love, my dove, my undefiled. I pray right now from the top of her head to the soles of her very feet that this virus will cease and desist right now in the name of Jesus, that she is healed in her body. Father, whatever the source of it is, dry it up from the source, God, so that she will feel better, God, in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Saints of God said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Are you there at Ecclesiastes? So let's read this. Let's start at verse 4. This, this is amazing. This is powerful, guys. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4. When you get there, say, I have it. All right, listen. This is powerful. It says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> For he has no pleasure in fools. So, so, so I, didn't, I didn't say that it, it was in my Bible. Okay, so before you start throwing rocks at me, I'm just reading the scriptures. That's why I wanted you to turn there so you can see I wasn't calling anybody a fool. But the Bible says that if you vow something to God and you don't pay it, God calls you a fool. All right, let me finish reading this then. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. So in other words, it's better for you to tell somebody, you know what, I really can't do that. Than to say I can and don't do it. So let me tell you something about 2017. 2017, you are going to have to be people of your word. If you can't do something, tell the person, I can't do it. If you can do it, make sure that you do it. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to do something and I know I can't do that. And I know you really want me to do it, but I'm just saying I don't have the capacity to do it. See, I think people overextend themselves and then they say, well, I can do it. And you know you can't do it even when your words came out of your mouth, came out of your mouth. You knew you said, no, I ain't even be able to do that. 
Now, I'm guilty of that. Are you? I'm guilty of that. So what I'm, what I'm talking about today is not something that I've mastered. <laughs> God is getting me to about my words. It's best for you not to even say anything and just say, mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. You know, can you, can, you, uh, can you pick me up from work? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I get up too early. And you get up at 10, I get up at 5. Won't work. Won't work. You got to get somebody else. Right? If you if you used to getting to work at a certain time, then I'm not gonna let somebody make me late. That's just that's just how it is, saints. I listen, in the natural, I work in corporate America. In the natural, I always beat my manager to work. I've always been that way. I I taught him. I said, Don't let your manager show up at work before you. Right? Don't ever, don't ever, uh-uh, uh-uh. I got to beat my mind. My wife will tell you that. I, I'm going to be at work at my desk when he walks in. Every morning I'm at work. Why? Because I got to let him know, I'm here to do a job. You hired me to do a job. Listen, when time come for promotion, you're going to promote me because you see me. Right? You see me. See, you can pray about all that stuff, but if you come to work late and do a substandard job, you ain't get no promotion. And don't even come ask me to be praying because I ain't praying. Because I'm going to ask you, do you go to work on time? Oh, well, I sometimes, well, come back to me when you start going to work on time. Because if you ain't going to work on time, I ain't praying for that. You don't deserve it. Now, why y'all looking at me like that? Well, pastor, we're supposed to pray for people. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you if I feel like that's what you need, that's what you deserve. But listen, saints of God, why would God bless somebody who had blesses him? Have worship. You come to worship with your hands in your pocket. Everybody else worshiping. You looking around. And then you want God to bless you. You want God to hear all of your prayers, but you come to church with your hands in your pocket, kicking stones. Don't even know what's going on. You looking around. I ain't even a part of the service. I don't even know where you are. Mind just gone. The devil got your mind somewhere else when your mind should be on God. Amen. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Amen. So, so, so listen, did you see that part right there? It says it's best not to vow it. So in other words, you remember the old people will say, well, baby, if you don't have anything good to say, just don't say anything at all. You know where they got that from? Ecclesiastes chapter five. They were giving you scripture and you didn't even know it. Them old folks knew the Bible. They just didn't effectively articulate it like a theologian, but they knew the Bible. Come on. They said, listen, if you don't have anything good to say, keep your mouth closed. That's, that's a good word, right? But it goes on. It says in verse 6, check this out. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. Good gracious. But man, see, I had missed that. Where's Richard? I had not seen that. And so when Richard was, was talking about that, and he was talking about the first couple of verses, and then I read verse 6, I said, mm. Immediately when I read that, I closed my mouth. Don't you, when you read that, you go, mm. But am I the only one? 
I read that. I was like, oh, my God. Don't let my mouth cause my flesh to sin. That means I can say something that will plummet my flesh into sin? Yes. So what you say is important. It's creative. It's power. It will do what he sent it to do. No word from God is void of power. And if you say, when you speak, you're speaking as you are God. So that word is not void of power because you're speaking by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not yours. It's his. He gave it to you. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, it's speaking the voice of God. And if it's not speaking the voice of God, then, you know, it's another voice. It's only two. There's only two spirits. Number two. It's not a whole lot of spirits. It's two. It's a holy and a demonic. That's it. That's all. Somebody say holy. Somebody say demonic. That's it. There's only two. That's, that's it. Either you are operating in a Holy Spirit or, 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 or you ain't another one, you know. If you're operating in your flesh, what spirit is that? That's demonic. All day long. And a bag of chips. Nor say before the messenger of God, that's me, the messenger of God, that it was in error. So in other words, you said, you know, I know I said that, but I forgot. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say I was going to show up for church at that time. I didn't mean to say I was going to give that amount of money. Pastor, I didn't mean to say I was going to show up for that meeting. Pastor, I didn't mean to say that, you know, Lord, you, you just gave me a, 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 a position and now I can just do what I want to do. I didn't mean that was an error. Can I read the rest then? Since you ain't like none of that. <laughs> so let me just give you the rest. That's why I'm glad I just read out of the Bible. You, you can't get mad at me because it's right here. The Bible says, why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? So in other words, God said, I'll destroy everything you've achieved if you don't keep your mouth. You know what I call your mouth? I call your mouth or your tongue the little red devil behind the white pearly gates. <laughs> that little devil, whoo! The book of James says that little tongue can start a fire. Right? Because words you can't take back. Right? Even, even though you say, you know what? I didn't mean it. Too late. You said it. Right? Come on, husbands. Uh-oh, they're going to get quiet on me today. Right? Right? You said it. You said it. Boy, I shouldn't. As soon as you say it, you go, Boy, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I say that? Then you got to go in and, maybe I'm sorry. You know, right? Because when you say it, it's out there. You, you can't take it back. Words hurt. Words are creative. Are you here? Okay. So, so, so let's transition here a bit because I want to talk, ask you a question about 2017. I got three questions. Check this out. What if every positive or negative word spoken in 2017 would immediately come to pass? Let me say that one more time. What if every positive or negative word spoken in 2017 would immediately come to pass? 
Let me ask you another question. Would you modify what you say? Would you think carefully before you release that word? I came to tell you that in 2017, your words are going to create things really, really fast. Negative words will have negative consequences immediately. Positive words will have positive consequences immediately. Now, I believe I got this straight from God, so that's why I'm not flinching on it. And I believe we all are going to have to watch what we say. Write this down. You can share it out on Facebook. You can use hashtag C3 sound from heaven. Write this down. In 2017, don't be guilty of being positive about negative things and negative about positive things. Share that with your friends. Because what that means is we're going to have to change our vocabulary. Mm -hmm. That's what this means, saints. That's why I'm not trying to preach this. I'm just up here talking. I want you to receive this. It's not up to me for you to receive it. You're going to have to receive it on your own. Because as soon as you walk out of this church today, God is going to test you. Let me say that one more time. I want to make sure you hear this clearly because you're going to say, well, I don't know. I don't know where I'm telling you where it's coming from. As soon as you leave today, God is going to challenge you on what I am teaching. So I would implore you to listen very carefully. Don't be guilty of being positive about negative things and negative about positive things. In other words, don't be all cynical and negative when you see somebody else get blessed. Because you're negative about a positive thing. Even if it's somebody, um, <laughs> okay, even if it's somebody who maybe have hurt you, but seem like they're just so blessed, you still need to be positive about a positive thing. Because even though they hurt you, if you respond out of that hurt, you're bringing a negative, in come on somebody, I'm trying to help you. I am trying to help you. You will have to get happy about anybody who's being blessed, including those who have hurt you. Hello? Making sense? Okay, again, I'm just here to just lay this foundation. Let me give you some more word. I, I intended to give you a lot of Bible today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, don't let any unwholesome, bless you, baby, any unwholesome talk, any unwholesome talk. Yeah, get that. Put it out on Facebook because there's a lot of unwholesome stuff out on Facebook. I said there's a lot of unwholesome stuff on Facebook. I hope one of them is not you. Amen. I mean, everybody ranting. Don't know, don't know anything and just ranting about stuff. Just as dumb as a brick. Don't know what's going on but ranting about something that's not even true. Haven't done the research, don't even know the facts, then all of a sudden, they know everything that's going on. Dumbest thing i ever seen. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. 
but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, according to their needs. Did you see that right there? I'm glad the Bible put that in there because sometimes with our children, we might have to say something that might sound harsh to them, but they need to hear it because you're trying to keep them out of the pitfalls that you walked in. Hello. So sometimes you might have to say something to the other person that might think that is harsh, but you're just trying to help them. Hello. And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to be stern in some situations so that you can help that person get to another level. Anybody who serves under me understand that better than anybody. Everybody can't serve under me. I'm just telling you that right now. I challenge the people who serve under me. It is my job to challenge them. It is my job to take them to another level. I can't take them to another level if they don't want to be challenged. If you don't want to be challenged, you can't be a leader in this church. Because without being challenged, you won't grow. Your faith won't be increased if you're always doing the same thing every day. You're just like rubber bands. They only work if you stretch it. That it may benefit those who listen. There are certain things, guys. Let me say let me, that word unwholesome in the Greek means rotten. Let me just say that. That means rotten. You, you, you do not let any rotten talk come out of your mouth. Uh, some, some old folks you call a potty mouth. You shouldn't have a potty mouth. Just saying all kinds of negative stuff. There's nothing worse than to see. Let me just let me come from a male perspective. There's nothing worse to see an attractive woman using all kinds of filthy language. Amen. That's the most unattractive thing. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you just became one of the ugliest. You know what I'm saying? It, it, ooh, that just that does something to you. Like I used to ride the train every day, and I would see these 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 beautiful little attractive uh, little black sisters get on the train, 14, 15 years old. Well, every other word effing, effing this and effing that. And I told that effing teacher and I effing, effing, effing that. I'm looking here like, boy. <laughs> Cutest little things, dirty mouth. Do you realize that on a job situation, you think you might have friends, but you don't? Can I help somebody? Since I'm just teaching, can I just help you? Them folks on your job ain't your friends. So who cares if they go to lunch with you or not? You don't have to go to lunch with me because you messed up my Bible reading time anyway because you keep asking me questions. I hate to go in the break room. I pull out my Bible. Everybody want to ask questions. I can go in there to watch TV. Nobody talk to me. I go in the break room with my Bible. Everybody wants to talk. Ain't the, the devil is a liar. You have to tell him. I ain't talking today. I'm talking right now. I'm, I'm in this. You want, now, you want to read this with me? Oh, no, I'm, 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 I'm all right. No, you need this. Come here, come here, come here. Hey, <laughs> man, they're not your friends. Because, listen, you go to them and you think that they're your friends, and then you start complaining about your manager. And this person you just told wants to get a leg up. Uh, come on, you hear me? So that person that's supposed to be your friend goes to the manager and says, you know what he just said about you? 
I know you got that new position available, and I just, you know, I'm not one to gossip or anything. But I felt like you needed to know that he's, he doesn't have your back like I do. When are you going to hire for that position? <laughs> then they get the position, and you go to them and say, man, what happened? Man, I don't know. I have no idea what happened. I don't even know why they chose me. Lying. Just lying, right? So they're not your friends. Listen, listen, you can lead them to the Lord. That's great. But when it comes to promotion, I'm going to run circles around everybody I work around. There is, you, can't even, you can't touch me. Somebody say, you can't touch this. <laughs> can't touch this, right? You run circles around everybody. Everybody, everybody in your group, everybody on your team, run circles around them. You will never have to worry about getting promoted. I've never had to worry about getting promoted. Because if that company didn't promote me, God uh, uh, put, put, opened up another position at another company. Listen, I was at Bank of America for five years, and they wouldn't give me VP, and I deserved it. I was the only black man in my group, and I was the only man in my group without a VP status. So at my last meeting with my manager, my wife will tell you, I told him, I said, what about my VP? He said, well, you know, the money, the money. I said, every time I come in here, you talk about money. I said, I tell you what, I can change this. <laughs> he said, what do you mean by that? I said, you'll see. <laughs> I said, but I'm not signing it. I said, because I don't agree with it. I'm not signing anything I don't agree with. I did a better job than what you wrote down. I'm not putting my name on it. Now, you take that to corporate. Didn't do it, not signing it. A couple of months later, U.S. Bank opened up a seriously nice position for me. And I put in, not two weeks, a week. I said, listen, I'm out. I'm out. He said, I, oh, this just kind of caught me by surprise. I said, didn't I tell you I can change this? You're not in control of my destiny? Hello, somebody. God has your destiny sealed up. If you stay in bold, you stay in the word, you do your job, you can take a stand for God and God will take a stand for you. I'm telling you what I'm operating in. I didn't read this in a book. I am the book. Don't you know God will take care of his? Bank of America, US, none of these banks got anything on God. Hello, he'll close the bank up just to mess with somebody that's been messing with his children. Mate, listen, listen, if God would break open a jail cell just to get to two people who were worshiping him, don't you know God will do some things in your life for you to get to you when people been messing with you? I'm telling you right now, don't put your mouth on me. That's what the Bible says. You can, you can walk like that. No, don't put your mouth. You walk, you walk on your job. Don't put your mouth on me. Don't, you, don't, don't, don't put your mouth on me because you, you might get in trouble. Because when daddy moves, I can't stop him. Put your mouth on me. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna spank your little legs. I'm telling you. Don't put your mouth on me. Hey, somebody say, don't put your mouth on me. <laughs> you might think, oh, you know, I don't think I can say things like that. Why not? He's your father. Now, listen, listen. Now, if anybody does anything, including in this church, to mess with my daughter, 
you best believe you ain't going to see Pastor John. You're going to see John Lofton. Mm-hmm. Now, and she knows I'm serious about it. And you should know that I'm serious about it. Why? I'm her father. Nobody is going to touch my baby without dealing with me. I'm in the natural. I will be all up in the natural. (laughs) And when you hear that nine millimeter cock, you know that's in the natural. That's a very distinctive sound. (laughs) It will. It'll make you tighten up in the rear, ain't it? So listen. But that's in the natural. Think about how big God is and how amazing God is, how powerful he is. And he says, nobody can put a hand on my child. So if that's already protected, then why are we not walking in what he has for us? It's our words. Okay, so let me do this, then I'm going to wrap it up. Let me give you some examples of things that we need to change for 2017. Are you ready? I can't should be transformed into why can't I? I can't do this. I can't start that business. I can't start that ministry. I can't start that class. I can't get married. Your I can'ts should be destroyed in 2017 because the moment you say it, you get a self-fulfilled prophecy. Your I can'ts should be transformed to why can't I? Why can't I get married and be joyful? Why can't I start that business? Well, you tell me, why can't you? What's stopping you? Right, Shelly? Shelly joined this church and God just messed her up. Now she's an entrepreneur running her own business. Hello, yeah, yeah, that's God. Hello, now wait a minute, you, you think, oh, so you think that's just Shelly. You think that God would only do that for one person? Wait a minute, but pastor, you don't understand, I tried to start a business and I failed, then you need to start another one. Didn't you learn something from the first failure? What did you learn? Take what you learned, start another business. Take, that's it. Take what you learned, start another business. Because you don't build on don't have, you build on what you got. Pastor, I don't, I, I mean, I just, I feel like God has called me to just to speak to a multitude of people. And, and, and well, who are you speaking to now? You can't speak to 20,000 if you're not willing to speak to two. God will send you two people. Well, that's not, that's not my ministry. <laughs> so you telling God what your ministry is. So if God hasn't perfected you through the two, the 20, and the 40, why would he put you on a platform with the 300? Somebody say that statement with me. I can't. can't. She'll be transformed transformed. into why can't I? I'm here to tell you, you can. 
you can start and finish that class. You can start and be successful at business, in a ministry, in whatever you endeavor to do, you can do it. You hear me, Chris? You can do it. There is nothing that, the, listen, let me, can I, let me help, because most of us are Christians. I don't know if everybody here say, I hope so. But for, for every Christian, you got to understand something. The devil cannot stop you from doing anything. I am so sick of people saying, well, the devil stop. The devil can't stop you. The devil is already defeated. He got defeated from the cross. He's a defeated foe. The devil cannot stop you from doing anything, saints of God. When you are stopped, you stop because you want to. Man, I'm preaching better than y'all letting on, I'll tell you that. I know, I'm preaching some good stuff right now. Why? You, you don't want to take responsibility for your failures. Because it's easier to blame somebody else. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. My daddy wasn't around. What do you mean? Don't understand? How you know I don't understand? Sure I do. I just refuse to blame my daddy. You don't understand. I, people in my family, they really cut me deep. They really hurt me. You don't understand. Sure I do. I understand. I just refuse to allow what they said and what they did dictate to me what my future is going to be. Now, you can do that. You can stay in your past. But as long as you stay in your past, you can't capitalize on your future. Are you here with me today? You want another one? So, so I can is gone. I don't want to ever hear anybody in this church ever say the word I can. If you do, I'm going to rebuke you. <laughs> Because I might come up to you and say, the Lord told me to promote you to so-and-so. Well, pastor, I can't do that. Get away from me. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do that, pastor. Then I guess I didn't hear from the Lord. And I'll move on to the next person. Do you realize if you refuse to do what God has called you to do, that he'll call somebody else to do what you should have done in the first place? And so while they're doing what you were supposed to do in the first place, you're mad at them because God called them when you're supposed to be doing it. That, that happens in the church. You know that, right? You call somebody to a position, they get the position and don't do what they're supposed to do. Then you hire somebody else or you get somebody else to do it and they do it better than you. Then you get mad at the person who did it better when you should have done it. That's kind of like on your job. Uh-oh. Hey, it's just people. Amen? So let me give you another one. Let me give you another one so I can let you go home and eat. It's impossible should be transformed into I'm possible. <laughs> you see? Impossible. Just split the word. I'm possible. See, see, God has called you to greatness. It is possible that you should be a millionaire. Oh, somebody say, I'm possible. Mm -hmm. Do you know it's possible? You know that's possible, right? I'm possible. Possibly I'm be a number one bestseller writer. I'm possible. Right? Whatever song you got in your heart, it is possible that, that song will be the number one song on the charts. Somebody say, I'm possible. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, you want to, you call to the educational system. It is possible that you can run the school board. Somebody say, I'm possible. 
whatever your ministry is, it is possible that God can take you from locally to globally. Somebody say, I'm possible. The only limits we have are the limits we put on ourselves. It is possible. With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things. I hope I'm encouraging you. Listen, you got some dreams that's been on the shelf. Take it off, dust it off, and let's get busy. What is it that God has called you to do? I'm telling you, it's possible. What is it? I don't care how crazy it looks. It does not matter how many family members look at you like they are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It does not matter. You can look at me crazy, but I know I'm possible. You might not support my endeavors, but I heard from God. And if you won't help me, God will bless somebody else to help me outside of my family. Somebody say, I'm possible. I hope you are. Because promotion is right around the corner. And listen, the moment you get all with that old fakery oh i just don't think you know <laughs> i'm just i'm just so humble i don't think that god is ready you better shut up all that fakery don't you realize that if god promotes you he already knows what's in you or are you gonna act like moses told moses i want you to deliver my people moses i can't can't, can't speak And God says, listen, I don't want to talk about your impediment. I want to talk about what you got. What is that in your hands? This is a stick. <laughs> Throw it down. Boom. It turned into a snake. He said, Ooh. I didn't know I had that in my hands. See, some of you won't know what you got in your hands until you use it. Well, that was a good word. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> what do you have in your hands? Because I assure you that what you need is already in you. What do you have in your hands that's going to make you possible? This is one of those messages that will make you say, Selah. Think about it. I ain't trying to give you goosebumps today. I want you to think. And we need, listen to this, and we need to start thinking for a change. Did you, did you, did you see that little twist? You need to start thinking for a change. Because if you change the way you think, you'll get what God has. Uh, you want the next one? I can never be healed should be transformed into I am healed. The word never says that you might be healed or maybe. The word says I am healed. By his stripes, you are already healed. Scientifically and medically, it is known that the person that has a better outlook has a better recovery. You know, the medical doctors now had to come and confess that that was true. Listen, if, if I'm, I'm a cancer survivor, 
If I had stayed in a mode of depression, I would not still be in remission. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I saw people, I stayed at the American Cancer Society for seven weeks. I was around people with all types of cancer. I saw their attitude. And when they came back with a bad attitude, that chemo and that radiation, it took a toll on them because they had a bad attitude. You're going to have, and I try to encourage them and say, I know it hurts. I know you don't understand. I don't understand it either, but I want to encourage you. If you have a better outlook, you'll, you'll recover better. I had a better recovery than most men because when I came back, I didn't lay all around when I got all that radiation. I went out and did a two-mile run. I did things. I stayed active, and my doctor said I had a better recovery because I didn't allow this thing to take me out. I am healed. I don't care what the doctor says. I believe the report of the Lord. Somebody say, I am healed. If you don't stand on that, saints, I said, if you don't stand on that, it doesn't matter if I stand on it or your neighbor stands on it or booking them or left out dead or your cousin them down the street. If they don't stand on it, it doesn't matter. But if you don't stand on it, you won't be healed. And if you can't go into a hospital with the right words, don't go. People get a sharp rebuke from me when they start talking about, well, God brought this to it. You need to get out of this room. It's time for you to go. God didn't bring this. God doesn't do stuff like that. He heals. The devil brings it or you just didn't eat right. Hello, when you start, start legislating on what people eat, that's when they say the devil is a lie. No. You just need to eat better. All right, let me bring it home. I just had my physical. I have to get a physical every six months because of the cancer. We have to make sure that it's in remission. And anybody know about PSA? Your PSA should be below four for every man. Every man, if you're 40 and above, you need to get an annual physical. And you need to tell your doctor to check your PSA because they won't do it. You have to tell, you have to be specific. Tell them to check your PSA. And it should be below four. If it's not below four, you got a problem. You got a problem. You need to get checked out. So mine went from a 1.6 to a 1.1 in six months. And so it's still dropping. Amen? Which means the cancer is in remission. That's what they say. But I don't say that. The cancer is gone. It's eradicated. I don't have any cancer, so it's gone. And my body is just trying to catch up with my healing. Yeah, it's a process. My body is slow. <laughs> Hello, somebody. But the numbers I didn't like, my cholesterol was high. Right? It should be below 200. It was like 230. That's high. That's high for me. But I got it in my family. My brother's 280, 300. They are on medication. But listen, I know what I need to do to get it down. So I, I'm, I'm doing it. So when I go in six months, I know it better be below 200. There are certain things you need to take out of your diet, and there are certain things you need to put in your diet to help you with your cholesterol. It's easy to find. Google it. But if you got diabetes, and you just chunking down on sweets, cakes and pies and pudding, and you got diabetes, I said, you're diabetic, and you eating a whole cake. Come on, saints, what is this? Wait a minute, don't you know you're diabetic? 
Yeah, I know I'm down bang. I, I'm, I just like cake. How many nurses? I, okay, I got Karina. Any other nurses? Caitlin, any other nurses? I know. I'm, 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 listen, I, I think maybe sometimes you probably, I know she does, probably more so than you because where she works. There's this reoccurring uh, patient. Y'all call them frequent flyers, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? You, you know when you see them, you go, oh, God. <laughs> and, and listen, when you ask them, did you do the requirement that we said the last 20 times you were in here? They're going to say, well, I tried. Yeah, right. But what happened was, I, if you don't do what's required, then you're not going to get the expectation that you need. If you don't do what's required in the kingdom, then you should stop expecting God to do something. Let me give you the last one so y'all better, y'all ready to rock me. <laughs> oh, that was the last one. All right, see, it was tight today. I ain't give you a whole lot. All right, y'all ready to get those three? You got them? All right. The way to get words to work in your favor is to put his words in your mouth. So in other words, and I'm done. I'm not going to give you the rest of this message. I'm done. In other words, speak life. I want you to first speak life into yourself. You need to look in the mirror. I got a new message series I'm getting ready to start next week called Identity Theft. Don't let the enemy steal your identity. One of the messages, a part of that series, is called Mugged by the Mirror. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Because that mirror might be mugging you based on what you say. Because if you say words about what you see, then you can't change anything. Because here it is. Oh, I'll never be anybody. I can never. I'm not beautiful. Ladies, especially the single ladies. Single ladies, you should look in the mirror every morning and say, mm, I'm hot. I'm bad. I'm bad from my Genesis to my revelation. And I know it. And I ain't too proud to show it. Come on, somebody. You look in the mirror. Some, some married women got to do that because their husband's not appreciating it like they should. Because if you're not giving words of affirmation, I guarantee you somebody else will. You think you all that? You ain't all that. You, you ain't giving words of affirmation? I bet you. Somebody else will give words of affirmation. Trust me on this. <laughs> so I had to, I had to tell her. I tell her the girl, you know you bad, you know you fine, you know you sexy girl, you better come on back up in here. <laughs> Listen, so some dude come out there, girl, you know you're beautiful. My husband said that already. Girl, you know you fine. My husband said that already. Girl, you know you look good. My husband said that already. What else you got, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that right, boo. <laughs> Right? Ain't nobody going to out compliment my bride. You crazy? She's my woman. She ain't yours. Right, guys? So words, words. I'm done. Let's make sure that in 2017 that before you speak, think. Think about, is this going to have a positive effect or a negative effect about what I say? Think, think about when you're dealing with your children. 
I know they make you mad. I know it. I know it. They get you upset. I know they get on your last nerve. I know it. I know it. They just grind, right? But listen, before you make that statement, think. What kind of impact is are these words going to have on my children? What kind of impact are these words going to have on my wife or my husband or the person I'm in a relationship with? What kind of impact are these words going to have on my coworker or my neighbor or someone I deal with in business or even in ministry? What kind of impact? Is this making sense at all? I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this, and, and I hope I drove it home because things are going to happen rapidly in 2017. And I want the body of Christ to be blessed. And you're going to be blessed based on what you speak out of your mouth. Success comes from the word of God. So you should meditate day and night on the word of God, just like in Joshua, day and night. For there you should have good success. When you speak God, you get God. Let me say that again. When you speak God, you get God. When you speak darkness, you get darkness. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.